2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tailford, joined by James Dowse.
3: Hi, Scott Tailford. And
2: only, James Dowse, because we are the Nintendo experts. Don't uh-huh. know if you know, but I am declaring that me and you mo- 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 know mo- more mo- about Nintendo yep. than anyone else on staff. So we thought we'd do a bit of a bit of a, a state of Nintendo uh, check-in on where they are in 2022, because there's not that many, you know, big old head-turning releases. I and mean, we're going to run down a bunch of different categories from, you know, their approach to backwards compatibility, the Nintendo Switch Online offering, um, the likes of Breath of the Wild 2, the next... The next Mario and the rest of the games that they've got for 2022 in general. However, I'm going to pose um, to you an open question: What do you think on the state of Nintendo in 2022? Are, oh, you, are you happy? I started playing it again recently mm. uh, to play Majora's Mask, as mm.
3: I've been telling you on the somewhat average service of Nintendo <laughs> Switch Online.
2: Um, Didn't it, what were your words that you, I think you used an expletive in regards to Majora's Mask? I could be wrong. Oh, it's... Uh, it, I, don't it, know, I don't know. Well. I don't I
3: don't want to offend the audience. <laughs> it is not a good, in my opinion. Don't shout at (gasps) me. It's not the best game in the world. I understand it's cult following. Mm. I get it. Uh It is a cool atmospheric, eerie game. Uh But good lord, it plays like a dog turd
2: <laughs> I think they should have like because they obviously uh, remade slash remastered whatever Ocarina and Majora's Mask on the 3DS Phoenix. I kind of wish they were on the Nintendo Switch Online offering and we can talk about that stuff as well because um, for me it's been interesting watching them attempt to compete with Game Pass or with PlayStation Now and what is going to be the PlayStation pre- premium stuff that Sony are about to do um, because Nintendo just sort of went well we're going to have an extra tier and you're going to give us extra money a month and it's going to be for NES and SNES games which is cool that was a great opening salvo and then they've added on the Animal Crossing D. DLC, and now they've added on Splatoon 2's Octopath expansion stuff. Octo, <laughs> what the hell they call that thing? Octo Traveler. <laughs> yes. That one, yeah, that the, one. the single player thing, which is really good DLC to be honest. But it feels like they've sort of bolstered that stuff out to try and, you know, just yeah. be like, no, we can't compete, guys. It is a worthwhile package. It's nowhere near Game Pass <laughs> exactly or anything like that. Um, but yeah, what were you gonna say about like being able to access old stuff?
3: Right. So just going back to what you just said, mm. then Sp- Splatoon 2's DLC is on there. So we're upcoming to Splatoon Three. Mm-hmm. So now, as somebody who doesn't own Splatoon 2... I've got the DLC for £70 a year to rent. <laughs> I don't even own the
2: game, but I've got the DLC. I guess they're just trying to encourage you to go pick. I mean, I love Splatoon too. That was one of my favourite yeah, yeah, yeah. games on the Switch. But well, why would you buy it now when the third one's about to come out? Well, yeah, I guess it's just trying to try and incentivize you to remind you of the, the legacy <laughs> of, of Splatoon. But yeah, overall, I think that um, for me, the, the Switch was always a really good little indie machine. It was always the thing that I was buying all the um, the smaller games on. And I feel like last year um, towards the tail end of the year, there was a lot of stuff that was coming out on PC that just wasn't on the Switch. Like usually you would get the simultaneous release, or there'd be a few months later, um, but something like Inscription or like right now, like people are talking about Rogue Legacy 2 and it's like, obviously some of those games are in um, early access or earlier access and they're not on Switch yet, but I feel like I've not been using my Switch as an indie machine as much this year um, as I usually would. And I think it's so much of the, like um, anything to do with releases is just going to be down to COVID stuff. But at the same time, I feel like the Switch is kind of on the back foot with the amount of games that came out this year um, across Xbox and PlayStation. The Switch only really had Pokemon uh, Arceus. I, I'm a huge fan of Kirby. I think mm-hmm. that is one of the games of the year. Um, But it definitely didn't turn wider heads. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't a Horizon. It certainly wasn't an Elden Ring. Um, And I feel like Nintendo, when they're on form, and it was kind of the energy that they had at the beginning of the generation, or the Switch's generation, where Breath of the Wild was turning heads, where Mario Odyssey was turning heads. Even Splatoon, I feel like, had a massive, like, viral following kind of thing. Uh So where are you at on their game releases? Because, like, Nintendo Switch Sports has just dropped as well, which (laughs) should be a seismic thing, but I feel like hardly anybody's talking about it other than all all the broken TVs that come with it. See, I was saying to you before,
3: like, how I played the beta for that game, mm. what, last year? It might have been this year. I
2: yeah. have no idea. Times a Flat Circle, Genfoss. Whenever it
3: was. Um, <laughs> but I felt like I played that game during the beta, and mm. then I'm just like, why would I want to play bowling now? I've already played yeah. bowling. because <laughs> do you think they played it too safe? Yes, like, absolutely. Yeah. How come. Ugh, we sports had five games. Mm-hmm. We sports resort had what twelve games, mm-hmm. but now we're back to six. <laughs> so, why have we gone backwards? The best value for money, Scott Telford, is mm-hmm. fifty-one All Star Classic mini games. What we played on the train <laughs> the other day, Mancala is the game.
2: Mancala is the game that Switch Sports <laughs> wishes it could be. It's uh, that's the, but that's the thing. Like in terms of and um, like that's for me, that's what I wanted from a follow-up to We Sports yeah. was more stuff. And when I looked at because that's the, that's the one like major Switch game that I just haven't bought yet, and I might do, but it was just like watching the reviews and watching the footage for Switch Sports it didn't feel like an evolution of um, yep. what came before it just felt like they were playing it safe and I wonder if because um, we can talk about what they're doing with Mario Kart which is interesting um, and it makes sense business wise um, to do DLC rollouts for Mario Kart because you just it has astronomical sales numbers it's like GTA 5 sized numbers like it's been in the top 10 sales since launch for pretty much yeah. yeah so it's like it makes more sense to, to supplant that audience with a DLC yep. pack um, versus you know trying to get everybody across for Mario Kart 9 but that's interesting in itself that they sort of almost admitted that they don't need to do a sequel like Mario yeah. Kart 8 just is the Mario Kart platform and uh-huh. you just plug stuff into it and I wonder if that's what they're going to do with Switch Sports where they just go like well okay. these are the six sports that you get initially yeah. but we're going to do more stuff for the next few years. So every Nintendo Direct you'll see a Mario Kart what uh, the
3: new tracks are going mm. to be and also the next sport.
2: Well it was like considering the Mario Kart the DLC is like a year and a half's worth of DLC. Yeah, until like, December 2023. I don't think that many companies have ever announced that far ahead like. I guess Smash Brothers. Yeah kind of Smash yeah. Brothers but like, um, I guess in terms of specifics and stuff like but yeah i guess where are you at in terms of that overall with those things isn't it interesting how smash
3: brothers managed to get such an audience for what was it like three years to support that game after Mm -hmm. launch whereas now they need mario kart and potentially if we're what talk about is right Mm -hmm. switch sports as well Mm -hmm. to be able to capture that once every three months release of a new character or a new sport or a new track or whatever Mm um i don't know i wanted mario kart 9 but i'm happy even though right. the tracks don't look the best, but that's neither here nor Because I it.
2: think it's, it's interesting it's where they're at because um, we can see on like, obviously, the other big games that they have coming out that mm-hmm. have been delayed, like Breath of the Wild 2. Um, yeah. But it's interesting even with, um, you know, with Breath of the Wild 2 because it's, it's a sequel to a Zelda. So, I mean, they've not done since Majora's Mask. Mm-hmm. Um, other than, I guess, if you go down the portable route, like, you have the... Um, spirit tracks. Yeah, spirit yeah. track stuff. So, it's like they've done similar things, but in terms yeah. of a big console Zelda, as far as I know, they've not done a sequel like this since Majora's Mask. No. And so, I think that's because Breath of the Wild took off so much. Much, but uh-huh. I know some of the naysayers for Breath of the Wild were like oh it's more like a tech demo it is more of a series of ideas I'm not one of them I love okay. Breath of the Wild but I get I get the side of it that's like this is a whole bunch of new ideas that could be refined better the dungeons could be a hell of a lot okay, better right. you know you could implement the um, the way that the shrine puzzles work because yeah. all, the, all the all the quote unquote dungeons in Breath of the Wild are like the same thing yeah. like go find the arrows go yeah. find the, the markers to interact with um, but yeah, like what do you think of the overall, I guess, state of
3: the way they're approaching these See, games. See, that's why I'm currently playing Majora's Mask, because I want to I feel like Breath of the Wild 2 will be Majora's Mask 2 Ooh, kind of thing. Yep. I think it will just be Ocarina of Time was a lovely game, Breath mm. of the Wild was a beautiful game. And then they had the nasty, evil, eerie <laughs> sequel. I won't be surprised if that is the kind of vibe they're going for. Mm-hmm. Um but no, I'm excited for Breath of the Wild 2. I hope it does as you say there, like reinvent the wheel again. Will it? after Elden Wing Wing Ring
2: Big Wing I'm curious about um, with Breath of the Wild too because they've shown so little of it and they keep pushing it back (laughs) and I think that's because they want to surprise people with the amount of ideas that are in there and obviously no one really um, expected that Breath of the Wild 1 would have all the elemental stuff that you'd be able to cut a tree down and get a leaf and then waft yourself across a lake whilst riding a log or something like those things were really really cool and they came sort of organically from that game like there's still um, things you missed in Breath of the Wild videos being made now and I hope that they can deliver that twice Um, but overall, it's an interesting state that they're in because they're experimenting with almost live service approaches, like with Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. They've got the Nintendo Switch Online stuff, which is it is it, it's it works if you're a hardcore Nintendo fan.
3: Seventy pounds a year, or it's a lot. It is.
2: That's a lot of money. Like any premium price point for what are base emulations of those games. Like yeah. some of their frame rates have been touched up, but like there's there's very yeah. little there really until Game Boy Advance comes out. Mm. I can't see it being justifiable.
3: I don't know why I've got it <laughs> <laughs> over the Majora's Mask at this point. But like, Game Boy and Game Boy Advance will be more for your money, mm. but why would the people who subscribed at first be able to justify paying 70 quid mm. when the people who subscribe later get more for that 70 quid?
2: Well, that's that's always been the Nintendo way of being. Like <laughs> yeah. Everyone who, who dives in early is always going to pay a premium price. Yeah. I mean, like, with the DLC packs and stuff, it's like, yeah, what do they add to that service to make it even remotely close to Game Pass? Like, for me, it would, it would be the virtual console stuff Yeah. because um, there was something I was looking at the other day and um, some, it's probably a Sonic game, to be honest, with the sickness <laughs> in my head, there was something that was on the virtual console that was only on the original Wii and on um, the virtual console, and it went away. And it's like that virtual console library is still on the Wii. I think it's still active right now. They've right. not taken it down. But overall, like, it's not like you're paying a premium price to access everything that was ever on a Nintendo console which is i think the pie in the sky idea of what playstation seem to be kind of going towards like is that what would make it more worthwhile to you absolutely yes
3: it's the fact that they've not
2: even got half
3: of the games from like um for example on the um super nintendo mario right. rpg's not on there yet no there's so many games that just aren't there but why i'm well, the so much mario money. RPGs what? like on the tiny mini snes yes so it's like you've got Ugh. the file yeah you can't be bothered but it's <laughs> the same with nintendo 64 the way they've fit that out. Oh, I cannot speak to <laughs> drip fed that since so yes. October it came out, and there's mm-hmm. what like ten games on there. Mm-hmm. And I've paid so much money towards nothing.
2: Well, uh, that's the whole thing with, I always wonder if they kind of do a Sony and see what they can get away with and then yeah. refine it down afterwards. Because yeah. um, this was kind of, the, I mean, they know that they have one of the most like respected and beloved um, archives of titles in gaming history. Yep. And it's like, whatever price tag you put on that, there's always going to be some portion of players that go for it. And I feel like the things that we've seen that I mentioned earlier, like they've tried to bolster their monthly amount um, by going, oh, but you also get this and you also get this because they're trying to, um, I think the general feedback has been, this isn't worth the money yeah. and we need to be better with it. And obviously, yeah, when you mentioned Game Boy stuff, um, that there was some patent that was filed that popped up that showed that Game Boy stuff is coming to the Switch online. Um, but we don't know when, assuming it'll be some big summer thing. Um, but, like, they, that's the thing that they have to reckon with because if they suddenly make a monthly service that has everything on it, you can't then remonetize it. Like, you can't put yeah. the price up for it. Well, yeah. you could, but it would look a bit weird. Yeah. Um, do you think they're waiting on pulling the trigger on just, you know, a virtual console-adjacent thing? Oh, God. <laughs> well, the fact that the trailer for the latest, when they added the uh, Splatoon
3: DLC, mm-hmm. the trailer for that got, like, 10,000 dislikes within an hour. But, like, it's just not like Nobody likes it. Mm. But, like... Here's this thing. With the Wii U, because mm-hmm. that failed, they put everything on that service. You could get the Game Boy games. You could get DS games. Mm-hmm. You could get Wii. You could get everything on that system. Mm-hmm. And because Switch is doing well they're just not doing it
2: because mm. it's just like, well, we can just do it one day. But do you think that's like, do you think they're having all those conversations with, um, obviously a lot of it's first party stuff, so it's just internal, but are they just thinking, what's how many ways can we monetize this? Because <laughs> that catalogue, you can argue there, they did it, they were too good to us with the Wii, but then obviously no one had access to yeah. it on the Wii U, sorry. Um, and then now it's like people are clamming for like, you know, give me access to old school archives of content and they're like, well, we will, but we'll, like you said, drip feed one it day. to you. Yeah, one day. Um, N64, one of the most beloved libraries in gaming history, but obviously they, they need to do a lot of third party deals to make a lot of that stuff. Do you work. reckon that's
3: why it was 70 quid just for Rare to give them oh, Banjo? God.
2: <laughs> Maybe. I mean, the thing, like all the stuff with Rare is that they have the Xbox remake thing coming yeah. in, in theory. Um, and I wonder if those conversations between Nintendo and Xbox are just too hard to have now. And obviously there's Eon as well, who own the James Bond license and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. If you do an N64 pack and you don't have GoldenEye, that was like the, the PlayStation Mini not having Crash Bandicoot or Spyro mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like there's some stuff that they just, they need to do a bit better. Like I don't feel like Switch Online is ingratiated into the average gamer, the way that Game Pass is. Um, and I don't know how they get there really, unless they start doing third party stuff. Have you recommended it to anybody? Not a soul, to be honest. No. no. Whereas I do recommend Game Pass all the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. that's the thing. Like, if I like, yeah, it's, it's like when someone asks, like, "Oh, what should I get?" I, I default to or I go to the Xbox side of things because mm-hmm. I think that the pricing of the console is really um competitive and really good, and it's a great um like you can just get the cheapest version of Game Pass and get tons of games every month. So if it's pure ba- um like bang for your buck, value for money, it's the Xbox. It's, yeah. Um, but in terms of a slate of exclusives, like if you. If, if, as a slate of exclusives, would you recommend Switch's exclusive slate more
3: than PlayStation's? Like, well, the thing maybe. is, with Nintendo, you can get every Mario game on that system, bar Super
2: Mario Galaxy mm, Two, yes, because obviously, why not? Even Galaxy One, though, they've delisted because it was that
1: timed oh, yeah, thing. I did, for God's
0: <laughs> so they can charge
2: you for it again later. It's funny
3: how like there was that whole package. So what was it? Sixty quid for three games. Yep. So 20, that means that 20 pounds was for Mario 64, Mm -hmm. which is also on this service. And they didn't even fix the camera. And it's just the same. That's the thing with Nintendo. It makes you just sigh. But yeah. You're also just like, oh, Nintendo.
2: You, we should pick that apart. What's that feeling where it's like, you're fully aware of what they're doing, but you're like, oh, oh, you. <laughs> oh, you're doing it again. Like, oh, you're charging us insane amounts of money, taking full advantage and completely abusing your consumer base. But oh, you. Oh, you, it's Nintendo. It's like an old
3: relative saying something you shouldn't say anymore. Is Yeah. It? Like, no, oh, you. you. stop?
2: Oh well, you'll get better someday. But oh, well we'll let you go for now because we loved you once. Like, it's just, it is the weird, relationship that i feel yeah. nintendo fans have and i feel uh-huh. like especially in the modern era and with a whole new generation growing up with it and sort of analyzing this stuff and talking to us like if you talk mm-hmm. to anyone who's younger going like why do you think this way why are you putting up with this why are you spending this money yeah. i feel like that's why um switch online hasn't taken off like game pass like it, it's not value for money like in the way the game yeah. Pass is, um, and that's like something that they have to advertise the
3: series uh, the service to, like parents and stuff not really. I but mean, they have who the, knows about this. My friends who have all got switches don't know about this service at all. No,
2: the only thing that I feel has any real mainstream penetration, lol, is the is Game Pass. Like, I feel like yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. thing that the average person has heard of. Yeah. Um. That whereas, um, Nintendo Switch Online, like, it's it's the thing you pay for to play Mario Kart online. Yeah. Like, it's not you're not. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious if people feedback to us on Twitter and stuff whether they got it to play NES, SNES, N64, or they just it was just the thing they had to pay for so they could keep playing something online. Wow. Right, okay. Because even then, Mario Kart for me, I would 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 say is the only online switch game worth playing like i can't think of probably smash ultimate yeah smash ultimate and i guess maybe splatoon if you still want to play splatoon i used to like love splatoon and everything but it's like it feels like i remember people saying when they announced this that like it felt like the mario kart monthly price like you might as well have like its own service make mario kart free to play and and go down
3: that route it's weird them having two subscription services like obviously Mm -hmm. playstation's about to do it with their Mm -hmm. ps whatever but like most people, only know about the base one, yep. and nobody will care about
2: that one until they advertise it. Mm-hmm. And every time they advertise it, it gets a million dislikes. Yes. So <laughs> well, like I guess I guess win. I wonder if they because they, they kind of jumped the gun on it. But I feel like if you're Mr. Nintendo, you're sort of sitting going like, well, PlayStation now is being talked about more than ever because of Game Pass. Game Pass is a market leader. This is a whole wing of gaming that we need to get back in on. And um, what can we cobble together? And say, like, yeah. well, NES SNES NES put them out. And yep. then, but like you know, we mentioned Mario 64 before. Those were just the basic versions of those games. Like yeah, they were in HD. Uh, Mario Galaxy, though, still has all the motion control stuff in there. Um, You can play it handheld, but you've got to, like trigger the touchpad to do all the mouse cursor stuff it doesn't feel good like it's not the the version of that game that you would want it's just a gentle sigh isn't it it's <laughs> just,
3: that's all i can offer from them
2: but it's like that's the amount up. of love that we've had for, for them over decades now yeah we don't pursue it in a way that people would pursue a third-party dev doing this yeah. like you know there's a general anger towards ubisoft warner brothers konami that nintendo just kind of skirt on by they're like do waluigi think, do you think nintendo do best when they fail Oh, in what, in what way? Because,
3: as I say, with the Wii U, mm. it failed, so they put everything on it. They put yeah. the emulation and stuff on there for whatever mm. price. And now that they're winning, they're just like, no. Well, that was that's always... Yeah,
2: there's always, like, a hubris that comes with games yeah. companies,
3: especially with, like, Sony or whatever, like, the PS3. was well, like Xbox lost the last... Well, yes. theoretically lost the last generation, mm. and then Game Pass came mm-hmm. along. Like, it deserved... People deserve
2: to lose to get better from them. Oh, that's like the great like oscillation of business and creative. Yeah. It's like once the, the business mind starts to fail, all the business types go. So what, what new ideas have you got guys? Because yeah, yeah. that's the actual value. And then, okay, we can mine the living hell out of that. And then they yeah. get too overtaken by the business stuff again. Um, the circle of life, especially in the in a gaming space. Uh-huh. Um, speaking of things that they can uh, get more money out of, the 4K switch. I want to talk about that. <laughs> because every single thing, including reporting from Jason Trier it was back when he was a Kotaku and then also corroborated at Bloomberg um, and various other sites as well, Video Game Chronicle, whatever. All pointed to a four K more higher powered switch coming, which only turned into the OLED switch. That was the weirdest reveal when we finally saw the trailer for it. Yeah. And it was just new glass and a new screen and a new was a screen. Wet fart,
3: wasn't it was that? a weird
2: fart. I mean, I yeah. bought it. And I'm you that did, guy. You did. It's a very nice screen. But like at the it same is. time, um, do you think that if they actually one, do you think it's real and two, do you think it's coming in twenty twenty three? And will you buy one? Completely depends on the chip shortage, isn't mm, it? Yes. Well um, Do you think the specs are real though? Do you think it is in development? <sighs> Because I do. I don't think all the factory reports were Do Nintendo were wrong. even know what 4K is? <laughs> like they always just
3: ignore that. It needs to be out mm. uh, because, as I've said before, like Link's Awakening plays so terribly on the normal Switch. Yes, I'd love a more powerful one, also to get Breath of the Wild 60 mm-hmm. frames a second, whatever. Mm-hmm. I fear that if they do 4K. They'll do it just for, like, what the um, Xbox One X did, where right. they only pushed for visually 4K, but not better frame rates have right. the time. Right. I'd prefer a better frame rate switch mm-hmm. over a better visual
2: switch. Where, well, like, an interesting point in terms of that stuff, because over the last couple of weeks, like, the PS5 now has VR variable refresh yes. rate, which is genius like yeah. it's brilliant I was just genius isn't the word but it's like magic yeah, like yeah, you yeah. go back to any old game and um, that supports a variable frame rate spider-man's obviously one of the main ones but in spidey um even on the fidelity mode you can run that at like 50 to 60 fps with ray tracing with everything else and it's like okay this is what next gen should be and obviously the xbox the series x has had that for a while and it'll it'll just kick in automatically and up rest stuff and one of the ways the um, the reports were doing the rounds for the uh, Switch Pro was that it would use, um, is it DLSS tech, mm-hmm. um, deep learning super sampling, yes. to take those old games or take those um, games in general and upscale them and make it work. The whole just make it work thing, I think is really valuable in gaming. The idea that your existing library just got automatically better. Like I think that's something that they could like lead with. If they were like, it's a new Switch, it makes everything better that you already have and it's spearheaded by new Breath of the Wild and like new Mario. Mm-hmm. But I just, I wonder if, if there's a backlash Brewing because people would be like, "You just announced the OLED switch," or did the average person not buy into the OLED switch? Well,
3: that's what they did with the DS Light because mm. the DS Light, I'm fairly certain, so was like 2007. Mm-hmm. Then the DSI was 2009, which mm-hmm. was a brand new system.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. It completely depends
3: on what they call it. They'll call it the new Nintendo Switch.
0: They need to do the Super Nintendo Switch. They won't call it's it right that. There. That makes
3: too much sense. <laughs> They'll be
2: stupid about it. They'll call it Switch 2. No, Switch U. Call it the Switchy, where it's got two eyes <laughs> on the end of it. Just hybridized. Because I, I, I remember I was in school when the Wii name was announced, and everyone okay. made the, all the obvious jokes and everything. Uh-huh. And it was just like, that's never going to catch on. What have you done, Nintendo? You're the GameCube lads. You need to be doing better. And then the Wii was the biggest thing in gaming history. So it's like, yeah, they've done these kind of things before. But then Wii U. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they would just <laughs> try to play that card twice yeah. and it didn't work at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you think the average person bought into the OLED Switch thing? I don't think they did. I think that no. was like a premium thing. No, because the thing, the console that you'd get...
3: Uh, your partner or whatever mm. was the switch light yes that's what that system was I think that
2: the OLED was just for you the <laughs> switch Lite it is the switch Lite as well um, it's really funny because or it's really weird because the switch sports doesn't work <laughs> it on doesn't that. even play on it no like <laughs> the, one of the biggest things yeah. you've ever put out and it doesn't work because it needs motion controls it's the same with ring fit as well yes.
3: how switch Lite is very much for the casual gamer mm. and the most casual game in the world is ring Fit adventure or switch sports and <laughs> they can't even play it <laughs> God. The but Mario that's, party
2: as well like we yeah. played that the the other day, uh-huh. you couldn't play that on a. Or can you? We played, a, actually, uh, yeah, I think you can play handheld. Just a player. I'm pretty sure you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, anything that requires uh, motion controls, that was always a fine line for them to walk yeah. anyway. Um, and it's especially because they've largely ditched all the HD rumble stuff after they got out of 1, 2, Switch and everything. But yeah, in terms of um, like the, the the industry moving towards 4K resolutions or higher resolutions and you know better frame rates. Here's a question
3: for you. What, what do you prefer? Do you prefer a higher refresh rate mm. or a higher
2: resolution? I go frame rates these days. Yeah, exactly.
3: Because yes. it's just game feel. Yeah, it just makes the game feel more modern mm-hmm. and smoother. I mean um, I went
2: back to um the re release of three D Land with Bowser's Fury mm-hmm. after playing a ton of sixty FPS stuff on the PS five and the X- on the Series X. That felt horrible. And I loved Bowser's Fury the first time through. Yeah, because handheld it was
3: thirty, it's just 30. and then docked was
2: sixty. Oh, did it actually go up to sixty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I must, I must have just played the whole thing in handheld anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, that's the thing. I feel like there's a there's a quality of life um shift towards sixty FPS as being the standard. Yeah. The same way that it was in the PS two era. Like we used to have sixty, we dropped it to thirty. To maintain all the different fidelity options and everything that came with 3D gaming and um, or HD gaming. And then now it's like, no, game feel is paramount. I know people some people like the 30 thing, and I was definitely used to be that guy. But I think once you've played enough 60 stuff and then you go to 30, it's like, oh my god, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. This is like it's not unplayable. Yeah. But it's 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 not demonstrably bad.
3: But that's what they need from the Switch Pro, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Just a better, smoother experience for all of these games and also a Joy-Con that doesn't drift <laughs> because I'm on my third now and that is appalling. There's a
2: whole side of Nintendo that is just they they get away with too much yeah. like the, um, the Joy-Con stuff was ridiculous and like yeah I had one that, that, that um, drifted as well whether it be we had the review unit for me had to um, review it back in 2017 that one drifted I bought a new Switch that one drifted there's also for me there's always the thing with like the eShop where like the eShop just feels like a prototype for an actual storefront um, it just feels like a it's barely like a browser. Plug-in. like it just doesn't, it doesn't load very well. It feels like it errors out quite a lot, or it's really that when you go on one of those big deal lists, it gets all laggy because it can't load that many games at once. And it's just things like that where I'm like, this is the bare minimum that you could have done. And yeah. your Nintendo, like well, how is this not? It's because it doesn't have the Wii Shop music, Scott. That's why. Oh, it's, it's, uh, why did they not do a follow-up to the Wii Shop music? <sighs> The other day, I was just, uh, Funny enough, I was listening to a Sonic thing. And uh, I listened to, <laughs> it was, yeah. uh, I think I sent you it. It was like this um, this like sort of dance drop yeah. bass remix of Green Hill Zone. And uh, I was and I went on The Artist and they'd also done a dance bass drop remix of the Wii Shop music. And it was the most glorious <laughs> thing I'd ever heard. And I was like, why is this not being made yeah. better? Like, even if you bring that theme back or something, like this, uh, the most memorable music or audible component of the eShop is that weird loading thing that goes back and forward when it tries to first load up and it goes. Oh, yeah, That's it that's all we yeah. ever got like there's so much more they could do but there's no personality
3: on that switch though is it like the no. home screen is boring as whatever not even like, any themes why well, can't I, I put a theme it's on it just
2: gray or white like there let was, me set a screenshot as the background yeah like.
3: whereas the Wii it looked like TV channels mm. it was
2: quite cool Wii U looked like whatever Wii U looked like Glass <laughs> I think it was <laughs> I say it's weird because I'm like, they, they're flying so high. And like, yeah. the Switch is like this the um, second most popular console. Depends on region, but like overall, it's mostly, it's either the most popular console or it's second to the PS5. Depends on the region. Um, and they're flying. And it's like, everyone knows what the Switch is. Like, everyone in their granny's got one and they're making all these really cool games that go with it, whether it's brain training or the Switch sports stuff. But the actual like user interface and the actual like yeah. quality of life it doesn't scream we are Nintendo yeah. like you know globally opulent company it screams like this is the first thing we tried after the Wii U and we've kind of just ran with it for a bit here's where the pro comes out and that's where the wallpapers are well that's the what themes, I'm guessing yeah, yeah that feels like that's the actual sequel that's console. what
3: they did with the new Nintendo
2: 3DS I'm yes which certain, really annoyed me yeah there was only themes that you could get on the new one yes <laughs> and well the thing with the, with the new 3DS was like that was when you could play SNES stuff yes, and it was and like, like and i was like what you can't run super metroid on an original 3ds like that's that was so insulting yeah. but i was like oh it's nintendo you've got to get the new one yeah. um yeah there's all that stuff um let's pivot into stuff that they've got for the rest of this year because i opened the whole podcast saying that they don't have that much for this year um and we sort of just like skimmed a few things off the top if you go off the most anticipated list or you look at um, google traffic or whatever um you know there is Splatoon 3 i think that um like Splatoon's in an interesting position because for me did you say you didn't play splatoon 2 i've not no i played ah. one i played one okay so for me 2 was such a massive step up and I felt like that was like a great like way for them to do a third person shooter or an arena shooter or whatever that's like that's their call of duty in the broadest sense um, and it just played so well so I kind of hope that Splatoon 3 does take off and um, but like you said there was all those dislikes around the added DLC from Splatoon 2 so I wonder how much the average person is like oh my god Splatoon like yeah. they were comfortable switching them around and putting um, Xenoblade or Xena Gears out instead and so I'm a huge Splatoon fan but the fact that you're not points to maybe I wouldn't that. say I'm not I just <laughs> although you didn't get Around to it, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Um, what they should have done, just sorry, going Mm. back to Nintendo Switch Online, yes, they should have just put two on that service, yeah, people be like, Oh, this is what this game is. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing.
2: (laughs) But no, no, no. I've got the DLC, Scott. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. But they don't do... like They are so indebted to um, Nintendo pricing. Everyone always talks about Nintendo tax. Like It's the whole added amount of money that they'll put on their premium quality games, whatever, the whole Nintendo seed of quality, like the remnants of that, that you'll get charged full price for everything at all times. And I guess they're up against that with the monthly service stuff because the second they pull the trigger on, you know, you pay a monthly amount and you get Mario Odyssey or you get Mario Kart, you get Splatoon... That then becomes one of the best deals in gaming in terms of the games that you're getting, but then they've they've they can't then sell the unit cost anymore. So I get like that's their weird back and forth with it. PlayStation are in that same situation with yes. Been- Theirs because they're not putting first parties. Well, they even such a song and dance about like seventy-pound games, and we yeah. think it's the right price point, And then Game Pass was like, "Well, we are just putting them on here." Everything. Yeah, but but you're you're always right though that like the games are just lower quality yes. now because of that. Like no, no Xbox exclusive for the last few years since I don't even know when has it's been anyway. knocked it out of the park. No, yeah, yeah. nowhere near a, a Last of Us or a Uncharted yeah. or whatever. Um, it makes you wonder what they're going to do
3: with Splatoon Two money-wise. Then mm. is that going to still be sixty quid? And then three is going to be sixty
2: quid as well? Maybe. I guess they'll probably <laughs> do. They'll do one of those stupid. Things where it's like, oh, we got 50% off, guys. And it's like, yeah, 50% off the original RRP, which yeah. is like 70 English pounds. <laughs> so it's like, it's not actually, it's barely down. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, Splatoon three I think is an interesting and um, proposition for the Switch. I just I'd love what Splatoon brings to the table. I think it just it feels so good. Um, and if anyone hasn't played Splatoon two because they weren't massive on one, I would massively encourage you to go check out two. And yeah. um, we've also got Mario Strikers Battle League, which we were saying <laughs> uh, before recording. There's not been a Mario Strikers game in like fifteen years. Two thousand seven, yes, 2000, yeah, two thousand seven. So it's like, yeah, what do you where are you at on I, uh, Mario Strikers? It's a
3: weird series that one because I played the original game mm-hmm. one and then it came out on the Wii. Uh, great
2: games, mm-hmm. but
3: then. <laughs> FIFA came about, and I was just like, well, right, know, right. FIFA exists, on it? Because so. where are you at
2: on Mario sports stuff? Like, you mentioned before recording, like, obviously there's Mario Golf, there's Mario Aces, like, yeah. what, did you get those, or what do you think of them?
3: Uh, I didn't get those, but I've been playing Mario Tennis on the Nintendo mm. 64, mm-hmm. and that's a game. That's it's such just, a good game. The thing is, like, Mario has cemented himself in all the sports genres, so mm-hmm. if a, a parent's going to be like, yeah, just throw him that FIFA mm-hmm. game, it's for Mario, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's enticing. It looks interesting, but mm. it's still going to be not Mario Odyssey 2 and I want that. Yeah. <laughs> I want okay, that Okay, <laughs> we should talk
2: about like general, what do they do next for Mario? Because do you think they do another like, because obviously Cappy is potentially in the same bracket as like uh, Flood or whatever. It's like, it's Mario, but with an extra thing. Do you think they do something else like that? Do they keep all the open world stuff? Because like Bowser's Fury was felt like an Odyssey style Mario game. And is that just the future now? Because Nintendo are now doing open world stuff with their franchise. Turns out we're going to make a Mario movie game Mm. Chris Pratt is a voice Will there be a Chris Pratt skin In the next Mario Just (laughs) Just his face Yeah sort of like uh, (laughs) Like Modok Just sort of stretched across Like a weird egg shape Yeah It would work Yeah I'll take a Chris Pratt voice pack would you? Yeah, yeah, just for the absolute banter of that. What <laughs> he could try and
3: make work in a video game space. I'm excited for that movie so much. I just want to hear. Charlie Day I just want to hear Charlie Days Luigi. That's yeah, all oh, I want to
2: hear I, of all them. It's uh, it's Jack Black's Bowser for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I need to know what the Seth hell that Rogen is. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Seth Rogen. Yeah, That's that, the one. That um, that fan edit of him just laughing with the original yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, blocky as hell animation from the 90s. Like, just give me that. Anya Taylor-Joy is Peach not saying a single word, I no, assume. No, but hopefully brandishing a shotgun if she's going to be the Mario and Rabbids <laughs> version. That's the one that I want with an umbrella shield or whatever she can make work. Um, well, yeah, Mario's in an interesting position because well, of Odyssey, but yeah. Yeah, so Odyssey 2, I feel like,
3: oh, whatever the sequel to the next mm. Mario game is, I think it has to be, in my opinion, Mario Gal- oh, Mario Odyssey 2. Right. Because why wouldn't they? The, the systems are there, mm, and the that stuff. was such a good it was the best Mario's felt in a long time. True. It was outstanding, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Why not just do a second one? And then, in 10 years' time, forget about it, like they did with Mario Galaxy 2. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's the Nintendo Maybe
2: way. they take um, Mario Odyssey, the Cappy stuff, those kind of mechanics, the moons, yeah. and do Galaxy 3-style oh, okay. setup, where you've got the smaller planets, more biome diversity. Because my only thing with Odyssey, and as much as it's an immaculate game, is that parts of it feel really unfinished. Like, if you, yeah, if you yeah, line yeah. up all those realms, all those levels, there are some that just barely feel like yeah, anything. the dragon one. Yeah, the dragon one. Yeah. And um, there's just a couple of others that just sort of barely feel like anything, whereas there are other worlds that you can spend hours in doing everything. So yeah. I hope that's why they're taking so long with it to like to polish that stuff out. Yeah. Give um, Rosalina a reason to be back. Just let me play as Rosalina today. Yeah, be Rosalina's the best marriage. Just give character. me a Rosalina game. I don't know why. i me control the lo- do the loomers. Just be in, the, yeah. Give me all the loomers, Pokemon style. I'll take care of them. Yeah. I'll put them in a garden.
3: Yeah, no, that Easy. won't happen because no, <laughs> because Waluigi need their own game. That's yeah. what they need at this point.
2: Waluigi needs some sort of like bank heist simulator yes. where he, he can like prance around with a, a bag with a, uh-huh. a sack with a dollar sign on the side of it. Um, that feels like the end of his character arc. <laughs> Next game, though, is Metroid Prime 4. Is this game even real? No, that never, never come out. No, it's just no never it just be. won't. What's the point? <laughs> well, they restarted um, we development. It feels like a lifetime ago now because it was before COVID. Yeah and then uh, we're still waiting for any meaningful update on Prime 4. But who is was that making it Retro Studio? Right, went back to Retro, yeah. yeah. Okay. So like but the thing is over the years there's been mention of a Metroid Prime trilogy HD collection that was ready to go according to these various leaks. Um and they once Metroid Prime 4 restarted development, they didn't put the Prime trilogy out. So like, okay. cuz I feel like they need that to remind the world of what Prime is. Like there's an entire yeah. generation of people who have no idea what the Prime series is. Um the even though was of the M wasn't it? uh well yeah, other than dread yeah like in terms of like the yeah, 3D no, but like that kind of 3d shooting Metroid. Yes. oh yes. yeah totally so yeah. for the past what 12 years it's only been 2d metroids pretty much well it was, <laughs> but even then it was like it was handheld ones like it was samus returns yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. yeah those 2.5d but then i saw metroid dread was like had the highest sales of any metroid ever yeah. so it's like there is a hunger for it and like that dread mm-hmm. is like maybe my favorite metroid game it's right up there with super like i think it's great but yeah obviously prime play completely differently i think they need to do something to remind people that that's what that series is yeah um because for the long time when it first drops. I was an Xbox kid back then, so I was like, oh, look at it trying to be Halo, <laughs> and it's like, that's not what that is at all. Yeah. Um, it's such a different thing. Um, But yeah, where are you at on the Prime series? I would very much like for it to come out, because uh,
3: Nintendo don't have a first-person shooter right now, do they? Not really. Not anything, really. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> not Some anything we- at all. That
2: weird cardboard gun thing, if you buy Labo, you can you can oh shoot on that. You can, you're an elephant with that's a-
3: just a PTSD moment, right? Shooting out your nose, you do that? Yeah? yeah? Why Cheers. not? Cheers for that, Scott. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, no, it, it needs to come out, but I love Retro
2: Studios as a, just a studio in mm. general because their Donkey Kong games were outstanding. Yes. Just Don't, that's Donkey Kong's another one to talk about in terms of like not piling the sky because it is in theory coming according to reports, but Donkey Kong is the next character one. to get the, the Kirby 3D, yeah. the Mario 3D treatment um, and do like an open world style Donkey Kong. But I think it will be more like what Kirby was. Did they not say that was done by the Odyssey team? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because Donkey Kong 64, and I never picked this up, but now that I'm looking at screenshots of it, it's exactly what I want it to be. Oh, was it now, Scott? It's the was thing it yeah.
3: was that I, like never, I never Kazooia, knew about.
2: Yeah, yeah, probably, probably it's a full <laughs> 3D thing. And there's no way that I paused this podcast and looked at it, but uh, you, you just you just carry on with your life. But that seems like something that they could absolutely do more of. Um, and for whatever reason, I don't know how I missed that. I played all the Donkey Kongs. Yeah. But I guess I, I didn't have an N64 yeah, until it, two years ago. It was
3: just another Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, yeah. let's do that. Let me throw I'm barrels. fairly certain at the beginning of that there is a rap where Donkey Kong raps. I've heard about this rap. Yes, I think there's something on the credits as well. Yes, I it might, it, that might be the rap. Maybe it's that. Um, but yeah, so bring back Mario, uh, Donkey Kong 64, mm-hmm. but a new one, Donkey Kong Odyssey. They yeah. can throw hats at people. He throws Bananas. ties. He yeah. throws yeah. ties. ties. But, yeah, he throws yeah, ties.
2: Yeah. On or he acquires an entire set of ties. Okay. let him do different abilities that would be cool mech tie let yeah. him become some sort of mech man yeah I yeah. like to be like Kirby and just swallow folk <laughs> <laughs> it's way more monstrous if he's swallowing folk because he's got a, a smaller mouth anyway speaking of smaller mouths Bayonetta 3 is True. something that has been sort of finally revealed after I um, thought you called the dude that made Bayonetta now but he was the one just saying not necessarily confirming if it was real just saying look if it's real if it turns up it'll be a nice surprise and then it was at the, uh, the following Nintendo Direct so Bayonetta feels like something that should be be massively top tier, but it's taken so long that it's kind of just, it's over there now. Platinum Studios always get the weirdest rap, don't Mm. they? Because they make,
3: remember that Wonderful 101? Yes. Is that what it was called? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That was a great game. But the whole thing with Platinum is that the amount of things that they, like I was going to say... Got completely wrong. They had Babylon's Fall is an absolute mess. Um, and but they had that whole phase of their career where they were just taking on contract work, where they did the TMNT game and the t- and the um, Transformers game. Yep. And I'm sure there was something else in there as well. Um, but they also did like Metal Gear Rising: Revengeance, which is one of the best action games ever made. And the Bayonetta games are obviously very inventive and everything. It's just weird that Bayonetta 2 is now eight years old, I believe. Was well, Bayonetta 2 exclusive to the Wii U initially? Yeah, uh,
3: ported to everything else yes. and failed. Yeah.
2: Well, Bayonetta 2 has only ever been Nintendo systems because it was on oh, okay. it's on the switch re-release the hd one okay um but it's like yeah that's it's just one of those things that it's it feels like it's been forever since a bayonet um but at the same time it was always one of the best platinum games ever yeah. so assuming that can return in in, uh, in style still penciled in for this year but i guess okay. we'll wait and see i'll believe that when i see it same and the last thing i had down was just the mario and rabbits follow-up um which i loved that first game i don't know if you like i, don't know if you I adored
3: strategy stuff uh, well i don't care for that genre uh, but I liked that game. Okay. Because um mm-hmm. the composer Grant Grant, oh, Grant Hope, is one of the best people
2: ever. That man there's there are few uh, brass fueled soundtrack men uh-huh. that I like more than Grant Kirkhope. Can I tell you a quick little side note? Yeah, do you know uh, him?
3: Oh, well, ish. ish! At university, I uh, interviewed. He was in a band oh, called yeah. Maniacs in okay. the eighties, and I interviewed his uh, guitar player. That's cool. I was like, tell me more about Grant.
2: <laughs> I feel how was really bad for this guy? How was Grant?
3: <laughs> you know, he's all right. He's all right.
2: He's chilling. He's chilling. <laughs> but no, he did the Mario Rabbids, and that is an outstanding soundtrack. Yeah, Absolutely, there's so much personality yeah. to it. The thing with it, Mario and Rabbids, especially when you're, um, there's a boss fight against like a rabid uh, Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah. um, what's the one, the boss fight where they just take the mick out of Mario? Is it the opera boss? Um, and it's like, he's, he looks at like the go compare man. He's got the little swizzly yeah, yeah. thing. And he's just he's just having a go at Mario, always being after Peach. Doesn't, she doesn't want anything to do with you, Mario. And she's just, t- I love the way that thing's written. And um, I think if that personality comes through, then um, that'll be really cool. Yeah. None of the ones that we're mentioning though, um, besides maybe Metroid and Bayonetta um, are really going to be like huge top tier things. Like the- Probably Pokemon. Next Pokemon, that, yeah, yeah, you got Violet and Sapphire. Yeah. Um but like I, Pokemon's in a weird space because Arceus did really well. Uh-huh. And then they immediately announced the next one and people just kinda went, Okay, this you're gonna you're gonna double dip. Like yeah. this is what Ubisoft used to do. Yeah. Um when they did um Rogue and Unity in the same year. <laughs> And that was too much. Like that's the thing. If it was if it was any third party dev, we'd be all over them. If it was Insomniac in yes. charge of
3: Pokemon, I'd adore it. Just right, Game Freak and the Pokemon Company. Mm. And in my opinion, they're just not a good developer. Really? No. What was the last good, other than Arceus? Mm. If you saw, Even that's barely finished. That like yeah. They just
2: they just fire the games out, and then kids buy it. I'd be curious though how much that's Game Freak and how much that's Nintendo. Like because it's Game yeah, Freak stuff. One, yeah. Pokemon Arceus feels like a tech demo. Like it feels yeah. it feels like it's really close to being finished. And I love it. It's one of my games of the year. But it feels like it needed like another half a year in development yeah. that half a year will go to sapphire and violet or whatever and it feels like that'll mm-hmm. have the landscapes the texture detail that our should have had and it's just like i feel like nintendo are just going like okay you can sever that project here and release that and then keep developing and then release that and okay. then keep developing and release yeah. that like i, yeah. I feel like uh, pokemon are limited by the anime
3: mm. like i feel like that is a very set in stone release the anime mm-hmm. so the games have to match the anime yeah obviously oh, the turnarounds are like yeah, and if that's ridiculous once every what two years is a new in- I don't know I don't something watch like the that. show but like that means it's a two year development cycle for
2: the game mm-hmm. but even then I mean like the, yeah, Pokemon games have been re- releasing at a steady clip all from Game Freak for 20 plus years like 25 years now <laughs> yeah. um, and it feels like yeah with something like that I already feel like I know what um, the next Pokemon's going to be I know it's more in the Arceus vibe uh, or the, the overall model but like the re-releases of Diamond and Pearl I feel like that was one of the first times people just went ugh Like, okay, it's it's more of that. Like, we know exactly what this is at this point. When was Um, the last
3: time you enjoyed one over the Narcissus? um
2: oh god I, in terms of finishing i have no idea because yeah. i haven't like i didn't even i didn't finish sword and shield um, okay. i like the um the i liked sword and shield as a, as a presentation I like the arena battles i quite like the gigamax stuff right and um, all the giant kaiju fights all the music was great mm-hmm. um i think it was by toby fox the undertale guy okay. and uh, i found that out like like way later but like yeah i like the presentation of sword and shield but like um oh mine would be let's go it would just be let's oh, go right, Um, because, but then that was obviously a remake of the original, but I mean, I play Pokemon Go all the time. So it was like Pokemon Go infused regular Pokemon that totally worked for me. I know why some people would just like, this is heatheness, but it totally worked for me. How about you? See, the last time I enjoyed a Pokemon was hat, Golden soul, silver. I adored
3: Golden silver. Right. Um, my main one was Ruby and Sapphire, Mm -hmm. the gen Mm three. And, but that was what? 2003? It's a while. 20 years ago (laughs) I was playing that. Um, (laughs) But then, when it got to the DS and it started to get more 3D, it was interesting. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Whoa, these are good developers because they're showing that they can push the DS as far as it can go." Mm -hmm. But the games that are out now on the Switch are just DS games on a TV,
2: kinda. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're not given the time to actually like develop it properly. Like Breath of the Wild, you can tell is being given the time. Like in Zelda's IP, but Pokemon, they just seem to just why would they need the time because they can just get money. Well, they keep that's the thing they keep making more than Breath of the Wild did. Yeah by not doing any development. Well, that was the thing that eventually stopped Ubisoft with Assassin's Creed, was that mm-hmm. everyone boycotted Rogue and um, uh, Unity, and it was their... I mean, Unity was broken as hell anyway, So, but it, it just proved to everyone that they were doing it too fast. Arceus is the closest a Pokemon game's got to looking unfinished. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved Arceus' new gameplay system. I think it plays really, really well. But one look at it, and you can tell... It's the textures aren't there, the quality's not there at all. But their audience of five year olds aren't gonna boycott <laughs> a company, are they? Like, <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I'm not gonna get my mum as a five year old to boycott Nintendo. Am no. I? Bring <laughs> Nintendo mum. Tell them they can't keep doing this to me. <laughs> it's uh, they've got away with it for too long yeah. but um but yeah overall nintendo continue to be their own little island they're a fascinating company i think um the negatives are always worth pointing out it is just interesting how much they get away with and how much they continue to get away with um but we'll wait and see what their plans are for the rest of the year all it takes is a random nintendo direct and you've got an e3 level thing because they drop that stuff all the time a direct will come out and i'm like no oh you
3: you, <laughs> you goose more labo stuff more <laughs>
2: oh, cappy things i just say that i know we'll we'll see what happens i love the labo it was a good time. I'm sure you I do. can fish in my living room. Anyway, it's been the World Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tilford, joined by James Darwin. Thank you very much. And we'll catch you next time. Bye.